Hey everybody, I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where I, Davis Green, talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews with our terrific guests, like, follow, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel. Re-release Pop Culture Gems on all podcast services and also on our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com. If you would like to support the podcast, you can always throw the ducats our way by becoming a CFG member by going to the CFG.store. Today, I am talking to the voice actor who has an incredible career under their belt. He has been in memorable roles like Vice the Immaculate in the Final Fantasy series, uh, Kaworu Nagisa in Evangelion, the Evangelion movies 1.0 to 3.0, Diablo from Reincarnated as a Slime, and of course, the most memorable Frieza in Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> 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 but uh, just so uh, to just to name a few of them, but uh, but you can currently see him playing as Takaya Sakaki in the new Persona 3 Reload. I would like to welcome Damon Mills to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> You're so kind with your intro. <laughs> <laughs> man, you've done so much in such a short period of time. It's just oh, like tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I, I, it's like, it's surprising. I was just trying to look at the at the list. I'm like, man, okay. So he's been in this and this and this. I'm like, yeah, I always like a to put a little stuff, bit. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm mm-hmm. glad. But thank you for coming on the show. I really of love course. It. Thank really you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well all right well let's get down to it like uh well i always like to ask this for all po- uh, or all podcasts voice actors uh what is your story uh like what got you into voice acting oh man the saga of how i started um so it, it's, it's a whole it's a whole novella it's a lot um, no so i um i grew up very interested in anime and video games is my thing like you know so many others and i too grew up watching dragon ball um and it was about when i was maybe 15 16 that i started like really realizing oh like that's like a thing people do voices for like uh animation cartoons whatever and i was like i i kind of want to maybe maybe dabble in that a little bit i don't know i was just so it's really funny because I was a really kind of shy, introverted kid. I didn't really come across as somebody who would be an actor, right? Like it was, it was not my thing. So I kind of just started practicing voice work on my own, recording on like my freaking phone. I think it was like you know BlackBerry or something like that. Like I had nothing at that time. Um, didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try something, whatever. Um, eventually I started doing it more and more and more. And I kind of found like an online community of people who are also interested in doing the same thing. Um, it was not as easily accessible on like how to get started then. Like it was a little bit more niche than it is today. Um, but I found, you know, fr- uh, friends that I made, um, we made like these, you know, like little fan projects or um i would do some like indie games stuff like that just like little little tiny things um you know i kind of would get positive feedback i'm like hey like you're pretty good at this like maybe you should really pursue it and i'm like okay <laughs> you know, i'm like sure i mean and i really i really enjoyed it i really loved it so you know i kept on with that i made my own demo reel i did a lot of research i 
you know, made the necessary connections that I needed to kind of get my foot in the door. Um, I had some friends of mine that um, would introduce me to like studios. So I started working a little bit in New York before anything. Uh, Your your first was in New York? Like mm -hmm. my first official anime project was in New York. Um, So that was the first time I did anime. It was about 2014, 2015, something around there. So it's been a while. Uh, (laughs) So um, that was the very first thing I did was there. And then I did a little bit of Pokemon up there as well. It was like my first, like, I was like, ah, Pokemon, I did it. I made it doing incidentals in the background of the, but I was so excited. It didn't matter. I was like, that's awesome. Um, So I quickly realized though, that New York did not have a ton of voiceover opportunities at the time. It had been just the market had been dying. So mm-hmm. I made the decision to move to Dallas uh, because of Funimation and you know the the plethora of work that is in Texas, um, and I felt like that was a better starting place for me than just moving to Los Angeles immediately. Because if I had done that, that would have been like nightmarish. Too- yeah, man, <laughs> like it would have been no good. So, and I didn't know what I was doing. So, you know, I moved to Dallas with a friend of mine and got an apartment, and I. Um, was just visiting Funimation actually with my friend, just like seeing it for the first time. And I had sent my demos in to uh, a couple directors like ahead of time before I moved there. This one uh, director, Joel McDonald, who was working there at the time, he's awesome, um, sees me in the lobby, introduces himself. And he's like, hey, so we're actually auditioning one piece film gold right now would you want to would you want to read for it and i'm like yeah <laughs> just okay casually, like, like like just like now <laughs> now okay <laughs> like so i was like sure so i you know was a little panicked and i was like all right i'll uh, look at these audition sides really quickly and i ended up booking it oh my first. god that was the very first thing i booked at funimation was a one piece movie and I was like, cool, <laughs> you know, do you know, so. it's funny every time when I hear like when, the, when, when people like when like people or voice actors like go to like physically go to Funimation. Like this is the yeah. time when I believe when they were in Flower Mound. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the, they, they just get like they talk to like someone there or they're not expecting it. Then all of a sudden they just casually just put up on the table. Hey, would you like to try this out? And I'm like, I'm like sure. <laughs> I I miss I miss working uh, at the Flower Mound location. Like I just have a ton of fun memories there, and they're now you know Crunchyroll Capel. and mm-hmm. in yeah Capel yeah. And, uh, so that's I've been there a few times, and it's fun. But I do miss the nostalgia of the other building. <clears throat> but the, um, the Flower Mound building was a warehouse. It's a giant warehouse. They converted into a recording studio, and they just did. It was just fun. I don't know. It was like, that it was was like a really true. fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the new building is very shiny, I will say. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, oh, so, wow. But so, yeah, so I worked at Funimation, like in Texas, and like got, and that's where, you know, I booked uh, Frieza when I was like within a year, I think, of working there. Um, and some other, uh, you know, other roles that I super love. And uh, so, I had actually been having the feeling of like, you know, wanting to move to LA for uh, a period of time because I wanted to pursue video game work and other work and different avenues that I wasn't able to do there. I've been kind of flying out to LA a little bit here and there for work, 
but I was like, it's time. I gotta, I gotta do something. So funnily enough is, um, pandemic time happened and, you know, we were all like, I was already planning to move, but it was kind of like, oh, like, what do we do? We're like, you know, in lockdown and whatever. So when it eased up, um, my roommates and I at the time ended up looking at, um, places in LA and we just kind of did it in the middle of the height of COVID, which was crazy. Um, so we just went from being in lockdown in one state and then lockdown in another state. I was like, I was new to LA. I don't know. So I'm just like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hunkering down, but it didn't matter. So I was like, whatever. Um, and I just kept recording at home, but it was funny because you mentioned final fantasy. Like I played, um, FF7 remake. I am a huge Mm -hmm. FF7 fan. And I played that and I finished it once it came out in April uh, during the pandemic. And I was like, man, I got to move. I want to be in Final <laughs> Fantasy so bad. Oh, and man. funnily enough, so as soon as I get to LA, I get an audition from my agent for Intergrade and um, for Vice. And I read for it and I did a callback like two weeks later and I didn't hear anything for four months. Oh, four months God, and me. then and then then i booked it <laughs> i was like yay it was great it was so <laughs> that that's kind of my story <laughs> yeah that is like i have to no offense but that sounds incredibly chaotic <laughs> but, it, oh yeah my whole life is chaos yeah yeah it's <laughs> like that's wow. just that's just i just live by chaos so. so wait you weren't necessarily like so you weren't like like uh traditionally like trained yourself you just went on your own and you fit you went on your own like journey essentially and it just went full circle and then you just became I've done, the like training and stuff yeah, yeah i've done like some um training with like different uh you know classes and things but yeah i didn't go to didn't do theater i'm not a well, not like person. yeah <laughs> yeah nothing like that so not like you went to school for a... cinematography or anything like that that is nope. awesome. nothing. I didn't go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to school at all. Like I just very much lucked out and I am very grateful for it. I love, I just, I just love hearing stories like that, man. It's yeah. just like, it's just cause everyone has like a different, different background and stuff. I just love yeah. hearing like, that is so, that is so, but what I love is the, uh, uh, the fact is that you knew that you were like, I mean, like voice acting was something that you were really interested in, in, in an early age and you were starting to kind of, build your craft from that point on and just it just and then it just blew up from there like uh like like was there something that just like was there something that you just saw or was it dragon ball that just inspired you to say hey let me just go do that wow yeah it's so funny and now i work with these guys you know like it's like it's (laughs) it's very very strange (laughs) (laughs) it's so bizarre um but it's a really cool so you're like sitting down, you're 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 seeing Chris Sabat and uh, and and then oh. just on, on the show the now time. you're like a part of it. <laughs> well, it's funnily enough, I've actually been. Um, I know you have a question about this later, but I am directing Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, like I'm the ADR director on it. Oh, cool. Director. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it's very very full circle in that sense of like now not not only being Frieza, but voice directing for the franchise as well, which is really neat. That is just um, that's. It unbelievably impressive i'd have to say (laughs) yeah and uh like and i know like we said like you said earlier you're a big final fantasy 7 remake fan but like i know Mm -hmm. you've been like in like anime and video games like you've been a fan of anime and video games for a long time uh but uh what kind of games like do you personally gravitate to like what do you like and uh when you have time like what would be the kind Mm -hmm. of games like what, what what kind of games would you would you normally like to play 
I mean, I do love RPGs. RPGs are really great. I love the story-driven games, anything that I can really sink my teeth into with like a plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love like Mario and I love Super Smash Brothers and stuff like that, or fighting games. Like fighting games are great. I mean, I love Dragon Ball games, like ironically, you know, um, or Final Fantasy. So um, those are really fun. What else have I been playing lately? Um, I've been playing a lot of Honkai Star Rail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just have been playing Final Fantasy 16. Um, 16 has been pretty good. So it's just like these long games. So they take forever to get through. 16 um, story is insanely great. Like it, it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's I'm so surprised. good. Uh-huh. And then performances are so incredible. It's really mm-hmm. inspiring, honestly, as an actor to watch. Yeah. And um, then the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the music mixed in with all these crazy, the, the crazy scenes. Yeah. And stars freaking incredible. It's like, oh, it's he's, amazing. he's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's kind but, of, yeah, what I get towards. No, yeah. So it sounds like you're like more, you like more story driven, uh, story driven, uh, games. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like a Call of Duty or Fortnite. Oh, God, never. <laughs> I've tried for, I did try Fortnite with, uh, the Frieza skin that came out. I was like, I got to try it. So I got that and I, I had fun. I actually, um, I was home for Christmas and uh, hang out with my siblings and we all like downloaded Fortnite and we're playing it. It's so funny. It feels um, so weird when you see like the Dragon Ball Z characters with holding up, holding guns and stuff. <laughs> it's just, like, so what is funny. This? I'm like, what is happening in this game? It's chaotic. <laughs> it's very chaotic. But um, yeah, Call of Duty, you know, not at all. Like I like cannot with first person shooters. The mm. only one I will say that I have uh, given kind of like any inclination to play and even then i wish i i haven't really played it much as like borderlands like i oh, think borderlands yeah. is such a fun cool game like they like the characters and the the story is really fun the gameplay is really cool um but first person shooters make me dizzy so yeah. <laughs> I'm like i'm like i'm good i don't know you know it's funny, like like uh, you're kind of like me too because I hate I hate first person shooters, but I think mm-hmm. the bit like if the first person shooter has a story within it, like a story drip, a, a strong story driven into it, I kind of gravitate towards that too because Borderlands yeah. is one of my favorites. But like, have you heard of Tiny Tina One Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Yeah, I'm like, actually in it. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Uh, I'm in are Tiny. You? I'm in. Oh god, just a couple of random. Characters. Uh, oh, like, backgrounds. Um, no, I was like uh, a mission character, Otto. He was like mm. an old man, and then I played oh a Captain Claw. I think he was a crab. <laughs> yes, and I then, remember that. Yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. I played that one, and then I'm in Borderlands Three. Also, I play um, Titus, who's the um, DLC for um, <sighs> what was it? The Bounty second blood. one, third, the third Bounty of Blood. Was it the second or third? I don't remember. It was the yeah. one with the. It was the cowboy kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh my god, man! Yeah, it's it was like Tomodachi, whatever. Like he would say that all the time. Yeah, man, you're just all over the place, man. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I'm a little bit. <laughs> do, you, do, do you have a favorite? Like, uh, uh, what's one of your favorite RPGs that you that, that when you were growing up? I love Final Fantasy. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. I love Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. A ton. I love Kingdom Hearts. Pokemon. <laughs> you know, Pokemon's fun. I mean, it's mm. classic. It's good. But I love Kingdom Hearts. That's that's a bucket list goal for me too. Honestly, like to be it. You know, a future installment that'd be really cool. You know, um, like like uh, Vice looks like a character from Kingdom Hearts, in my opinion. So he, hey, I mean, is. Final Fantasy VII is like right there too, though. Like that, <laughs> that, I'm like, it's the same studio too. Like Skylark, um, they uh, record both Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy VII. So. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they came from the Anchors. same studio. They, yeah, it's the same. Uh, recording studio yeah mm-hmm. that's awesome oh, okay cool and uh, do you have like a well, well 
I mean, uh, besides Dragon Ball, I know like you're you're a Dragon Ball fan, but do you have any favorite personal animes uh, or games or animes that you were uh, that you grew up with? Yeah, I love Inuyasha. Inuyasha is great. Um, Full Metal Alchemist is great. Um, oh God, there's so much. Um, 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 one I really like. It's a little bit more obscure. It's called Claymore. Oh, I know Claymore. Really, yeah, yeah, with the, with yeah. the girls. Mm-hmm. That one was really yeah. good. I remember that one really being freaking awesome. I kind of spun uh, out on that one because, like, there's that one scene, you know, where, with the main character. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, "What? Oh my god!" It's it's a trip, but there, everybody was so good in that, and mm-hmm. I love Stephanie Young. Like, she's so freaking talented, like, amazing. Oh man! Oh god! Yeah, that's crazy. I, I love it. Uh, and uh, like, um, and you yourself attend like a ton of anime conventions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to greet your fans, uh, but I've always wondered because, like, like sometimes when I see your schedule, like of like how many times that you go, and it's like, oh, it's like wasn't he like on the East Coast like last week? Like, yep. how, <laughs> <laughs> like how do you muster the energy to travel to so many shows annually like that? So copy, <laughs> copy for sure. Um, and, uh, but like the, the traveling part is exhausting, mm-hmm. but like meeting people is always so energizing and cool because like, you know, everybody who, who is passionate about your work or excited to meet you, like you just, it's just kind of like feeds off of each other. You know, I get excited too. like when somebody's like, ah, and I'm like, you're awesome because you like the thing. And then we can both geek out about this together. That's really fun for me. <laughs> um, so that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's, it, it can be tiring. Like you don't really feel it until you leave after mm-hmm. the event. Like you're like, oh man, I'm sleeping. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah, man, you just, it's just a lot of coffee. I'm just saying like, okay, you have your regular nine to five, which is already like inside the booth. And then plus on top of that, you're also ADR on a lot of different kinds of certain yes. projects. Then on the weekend, you have a weekend. Like I'm surprised I even caught you on this weekend. <laughs> so I, was like, I know, I know. <laughs> next week, next week I'm at, I'm at another show. Like I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's usually like once or twice a month depends oh okay oh okay but yeah so you at least have it somewhat spread out so you're not killing yourself on oh my god if i was doing one a weekend it'd be so hard (laughs) you know that'd be crazy like two weeks ago i talked to a a, a nazi tarsha and oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, and he told me like he went to uh, a show in scotland he came Mm -hmm. back then he had a week and then he came then he left for a show in england and I'm like, what? Why didn't you just stay over there? <laughs> no, why didn't he just stay? That's so that's so silly. Actually, I'm like, Z, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> I was like, just thinking, I'm extend like, your trip, enjoy, <laughs> take a vacation. That's what I mean. I went to um, the Netherlands in the fall, and I extended that trip to just. And I didn't have another con, but I was like, I'm going to hang out in Amsterdam and, yeah. and go to and go to Paris because that's amazing, and I want to do that. So. Um, <laughs> Like I'm going to New Zealand in March. Oh uh, so, wow! Cool. Yeah, yeah around so the corner. Cool. This yeah, first time. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. really excited. I've been to Australia, but I want to. I'm really excited for New Zealand. I want to go to Hobbiton. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you going to get the, go. full, the full Hobbit experience at that point? Yeah. I, I wish to be a Hobbit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how many? Like, uh, do you do a lot of international events too, or do you just uh, some? Okay. Some, um, it's mostly domestic. 
Um, mm-hmm. I do the, the occasional international, but they're hard to kind of fit into your schedule and do. And, but they're yeah. so fun. It's such a neat experience to be like flown overseas for like <laughs> what we do. Like that's so special. That's honestly. crazy. What's it's it like? So cool. If I was like, cause like I'm, I'm actually going to be going to, uh, I want to say, was it called, um, uh, MCM, MCM London? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, something? yeah. 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 We're going to be doing some coverage over there here in the, uh, oh, when that, when that comes out. But like, like, what are some, like, what are like some events like, are like, is there the, like, uh, a, a go to event that's somewhere that you, that you would suggest yourself to go, uh, check um, out? That I would love to go to myself. I mean, yeah. MCM London, I would love to, I've never been to London. So that would be really cool. Oh, wow. Um, Let's see, where else would I love to go? I've heard there's some really cool shows in like Abu Dhabi and like Dubai and stuff. Like that would be really fun. <laughs> um, anything like in Japan or things like that, like I'd love to do. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anything. You got to go to Japan. There was a, um, I know. Um, yeah, like the, I went to, uh, well, for the pandemic, we, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I went to uh, Tokyo in 2019 mm-hmm. for the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, and, sick! And uh, this is when Final Fantasy VII remake came out, like mm-hmm. it was about to come out. So they had a lot of crazy promos, and I'd have oh, to I say that is one of my favorite events I've ever been to in my entire no, life. Really? Just, yeah, like press wise and stuff, they they treat the, oh, they treat man. folks really good over there. That's but, yeah, good. That's really yeah. good to hear. Yeah, you should definitely, you definitely should. I would. I do. In, <laughs> in two seconds. In two seconds. It's just sometimes hard to um. Cr- uh, carve out time to travel just for fun you know so i I need to i need to do that a little bit more um (laughs) but alas oh yeah Uh, yeah i know your time yeah i can only imagine yeah one time one day one day it's gonna happen (laughs) i'll I'll do it i'll make it happen (laughs) and uh you recently posted on your instagrams of you cosplaying Mm -hmm. the character you uh, you played in honkai star world uh played and uh, I was like wondering, I'm like, uh, and, you, and I mean, you look, don't, you, you, it's scary how close you look to <laughs> Thank you. Look just Thank like you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how often do you cosplay? And uh, do you have, uh, is there a cosplay that you've done that that's like one of your favorites that you've ever, that you did? Uh, I don't cosplay too much. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of seldom. Um, I think Blade is definitely out there, though. That was a really involved cosplay. Um, I actually want to do like a proper shoot of it, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's another cherry blossom from Skate the Infinity. I did a little bit of that too. Uh, that was okay. really fun um, too. That's... But aside from that, I mean, I did cloud for Halloween cloud strife a little bit. I fun. did see your cloud. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, dude. like yeah. who, who's doing your wigs? Like, was that you? Who's, who's doing oh, God, no, 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 no. I, um, <laughs> No, no. My secret is commissions because I can't do, I have no idea what to do. Are you kidding? I would just be like, what, what do I, and I would just butcher it and look horrendous. And you don't want to do that. So. <laughs> no, you looked amazing in them. I was just like, thank you. Crap, man. It was just really, it was really, fun. I, that was a, ha- the cloud was a Halloween outfit. That That's really. Yeah. I, oh, I bought the wig like a while back and I never had an opportunity to wear it. And I was like, this is the time. This is Halloween. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was oh, really no. fun. You gotta yeah. do, you know, it's, you gotta do like at least once. You got, you gotta try out, uh, do at least a Leon Kennedy because your hairstyle just oh. naturally goes that way. <laughs> I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I will. I should honestly at some point, like I really should. I did um, what I did the Resident Evil 
Death Island movie too. Like that was yes. really fun. I played like the, the the bad guy though, and it's it is such a cool uh, film. That film was really awesome. Yeah. No, I did yeah. check it. Yeah, I did check it out. That's a it is a really good film. I'm surprised how good the CG was. Yeah, I uh, know it's crazy. Yeah, it's very nice. And uh, like, uh, and you have a very like like we uh, said at the beginning, like you have a very impressive catalog of voices that you've played. Like, Thank you, know, you. Yes, and the the most remarkable thing that uh, that I've uh, really noticed is your incredible range. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. because like like when I, before we started like when I, I was like i had no idea you were that low normally uh, on your pitch but like yeah but, but most of the time you sound like a complete like most of the roles that you do you do like you go back to back you sound completely different like all the time like <laughs> it's you. it's impressive like i'm a little bit of a chameleon yeah <laughs> you are that's why it's so perfect that you never get typecasted which is really great yeah yeah. And like, what did you do to be able to to get to have such different pitches in the performance? You were, like, I don't the, know. <laughs> you <laughs> I have no like, idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just like figured it out. I was like, oh, my voice does lots of different things. Cool. I just practiced, <laughs> man. I don't know. I was just like messing around and you know trying to figure out my sound and just I guess discovered that oh i can do this and this and this and this and, you know i'm like uh, <laughs> it's I just weird you just see a lot of people like literally kill for something like that like like and, and to have that kind of that that the uh, the ranges and pitches that you go with and i just assumed that you were training yourself to do it but just man <laughs> i mean i've definitely i've practiced certain things for sure but like it's it's i don't have like a formula or like i can't really break it down i'm just like i don't know i just see it's Fair like enough. a yo-yo in my throat i guess it's just like <laughs> you know <laughs> that is so great that's great <laughs> <laughs> and like i mean and uh uh well i mean because of that were there any like roles that you played prior to that like or or at, at all that uh may have been like challenging more more challenging than than average you know let me see I mean, there's a couple. There's always like certain things that can be a little bit harder. I mean, Frieza obviously is, it was pretty taxing to figure out and get right because you know it was a voice match, so a lot of practice with that. Um, and then Douglas Bullet was uh, for One Piece Stampede was a bit um, challenging because it was so low and screamy. So it's just you know like super super in the bowels of my <laughs> my vocal cords so that was that was a little bit harder to maintain i think than anything that's like a little bit more mid-range or higher like the if it gets really high that can be a little um hard to like if it's like because you have to pinch you have to clench that sound so that can be that can be like freezes screams are really shrill so that can be really it's always a screaming man like i mean the screaming is just like uh, it's not it's never easy i mean it it can be uh cathartic when you're like you're like i'm stressed out and i just need to scream and then you get paid for it it's cool um but uh, but yeah i don't know um i can't but like what about like oh i'm sorry no, um, like accents, I guess. Uh-huh. Accents can be kind of uh, challenging to do and get your head around. I had to do like a Swedish accent for free. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I had to kind of study up on that. I don't even know if it's like amazing, but <laughs> well, but like, like like with Frieza, I know Frieza's uh, uh like kind of has that formal that formality, kind of like a it's not necessarily British, but it's just like you know very it's like mid Atlantic sort of yeah yeah exactly yeah the, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like so, very just a posh you know yes yes exactly good way of describing that and uh, yeah. but like uh, but like I just imagine what you're saying with screaming and and uh, and things like. Like the powering, like powering up of, of course, would be the one of the great, most annoying. It will seem like it'd be the one of the most taxing things I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, the, just doing stuff like that, I mean, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, especially for, uh, uh, roles, uh, uh, when you're, when you're, when you're in the booth like that, like, how taxing or how crazy can, can stuff like, uh, is that for your, uh, uh, for your voice and stuff? Uh, uh, when you when you when you do that when you do that in long periods of time, <clears throat> well, you definitely want to kind of cap those sessions if you can, uh, because if you do those too long, it can really uh, damage your chords. You know, you can damage mm-hmm. your voice. Um, <clears throat> so, trying to be smart about that, um, and then I'm trying to think, like, you know, it, it, I try to stay hydrated as much as I can. I try to, uh, you know, scream from my diaphragm. That way I'm not screaming from here because if you scream from here, you can really uh, tear this up. <clears throat> so the more support you have in your diaphragm, the easier it will be to maintain screaming for a long period of time. And usually, uh, th- thankfully, I've never had anything like <clears throat> like uh, vocal nodes or polyps, excuse me, <clears throat> Or um, as my voice just like starts <laughs> giving out. No, um, I've never had polyps, nodes, anything like that. That's like a permanent thing or you need to get it removed. I've never had that, thankfully. Um, I've never bled. I've never, you know, that's like that's all stuff that can really happen if you are not bleed. careful. You can bleed. I've had uh, colleagues tell me that they bled or coughed up blood, you know. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my wow. <laughs> you know, oh, like that's that's, that's metal. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, oh. so don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can, if you can help it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's just maintaining is just being smart about your technique and, and, and taking breaks as needed. And if you mm-hmm. feel pain, call the session, like you just yeah. have to be just, you just have to be done and then mm-hmm. just vocal rest. Like you just don't speak. You just need to like, let it heal, uh, yeah. as much as you can. Right, and uh, just uh, also out of curiosity, though, how different is it when you're playing uh, when you're playing roles? I mean, I, I mean, I know w- with anime, you do have like you know you're matching you're matching the lips mm-hmm. and stuff, but like in the in the game, you, you're you're the one that you're basically by yourself doing these kind of things, mm-hmm. doing weird, different, arbitrary yeah. like sound effects and stuff. Like, but but like, how different is that between gaming uh a uh, uh, game game voice acting to uh to like a show show act show voice acting so if you there's some differences even within the game side mm-hmm. of it so um as you know with like dubbing anime like your adr dubbing meaning like you are previewing the japanese um seeing how the mouth moves and then giving a take as it will come in and record to picture like just along with that sync mm-hmm. um and so, and then they'll line it up. And if we need to make adjustments to the line, they'll do that. Um, or, um, you know, they'll do like an edit that'll make it work. I don't know. Engineers are magic. Um, <laughs> but 
Um, for game recording, if you are originating the sound, usually you are just kind of in a vacuum. You have no, um, you're not playing off anybody else. You are not, you don't really have visual most of the time. Like you just have the script and you have the director and maybe some clients that are on a line or something that can give some extra guidance. Um, and you will basically get context from the director and the team. You will come in for a line or whatever run of lines that are like there for you. And you will usually give like an A, B or A, B, C take like one, two, three, depending. Um, and then they'll pick, um, or like give you an adjustment based if like it's not working because they have a full story in their head. Um, but with, uh, for like, say, Dragon Ball, for instance, if we're doing a video game for that, um, any sort of dubbing for video games, what we do is we will hear the Japanese audio file. Um, and then we will, after the Japanese audio file plays, we'll give our take. And then if it's timed, they need to match it to the time. So there, there's like usually like parameters within that that um, need to be accounted for. So, like, say, it's like you have. 0.5 seconds over or under the Japanese audio file timing. Wow. Um, so that is tight. So you have to like make sure like you're within that time frame. Or, you know, maybe it's a second. Maybe it's like you can be as uh you can be longer than it or shorter than it. It doesn't matter. It can, it doesn't it just depends on the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um so that's kind of where they differ there. Um, sometimes we do dubbing for games like to picture. It depends if we are given materials for that. Um, I've definitely dubbed to picture. I think um, I did some of that for Final Fantasy, like a little bit. Um, but then they, you know, reanimate the mouth for that, which is, is cool. Um, and then the third way that games can be different is like the motion capture. So if you're doing motion capture or mocap, um, that is when you are not even in a booth and you are in what they call the volume. And it is like a stage, like a sound stage. And you are in a suit with a bunch of dots all over mm -hmm. you or like the camera or like dots on your face, whatever to, for tracking. And you are basically giving a live performance like you would for stage or film, um, more film, honestly, yeah. it's like more film, uh, performance. And, but you like, you don't have the, the luxury of a set, in the same way like you don't have costumes you don't have anything that's going to help with that you have to just kind of be in character in these weird suits <laughs> with the, like nothing around you and um memorize your lines um i've done one motion capture job and that oh. was hard yeah <laughs> um what, what was that job i can't say oh. unfortunately but oh. <laughs> it's um but it was very uh daunting for me mm. to do that rather than do the traditional sort of recording that we do for video games. Um, so that's was that like, a, was that like an experience that you would ever, that you would want to do again? Or does that just sound like, would that be, was that just like, I, I want to for sure. I think I would love the opportunity to do it again in a longer capacity. Mine was not like super long. It was like just a couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would totally be down to do it again. I just, I feel like I need, I personally need more training in, in like the memorization of like remembering your lines and, and trying to you know get your head around that because that's i don't know how people memorize like whole monologues like that's crazy um it is, it is insane yes I it's totally like agree. especially technical monologues or anything crazy like that there's a bug um <laughs> so yeah 
that's how they differ. That's impressive, though. though yeah, I've, I've always been fascinated by that and just wanted to see, like, like it's like I know it's very, I mean, it's taxing on both, but just to think, uh, when you when I'm thinking of just sound and just create creation of different kinds of like things that you have to do in a game, just seems yeah. so monotonous. <laughs> like, of, like, it can, it uh, can be yeah. hard, yeah, because you don't have like, you know, like kind of the stimulation of seeing like immediate feedback. You're just kind of in a void, especially if you're recording a game for months and months and months and months and months. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what, what it's going to look like in the end. You know, it's like only just now seeing what Persona 3 reload. And, you know, we did that. And I, I when I was recording that, I just had nothing. I'm like, all right, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. It's always a gamble. And that's why sometimes if things seem funny in games ever, that's probably why, because we don't just don't have that in yeah the you have no so. you have no frame of reference of what you're doing uh, actively yeah you do sense. but don't you know what yeah. i mean it's like it's like you have some but you don't have the complete visual to go with that mm-hmm. so right. <laughs> and um i confidently can say that you are an established voice actor i mean with the, you. whatever <laughs> you've done yes thank you uh, but like i saw that you also do outside of like uh work outside the booth as an adr as uh as well and um yes. uh was becoming a director something that you initially planned for as uh, uh planned for no <laughs> not at all it just was <laughs> very strange because i was you know i was working at funimation and then i just had a couple of my friends who were also working as directors who are voice actors as well um they were like i think you'd be really good at doing voice directing would you like to shadow uh meaning like watch and observe and kind of like take notes and i was like i would i think i would uh, that would you know intrigue me and um i wanted to diversify my skill set so what i did was i sat in with people like caitlin glass and and um alexis tipton and tia ballard uh and a bunch of other people and Aaron Dismuke at one point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just a ton of people like that. And just to kind of see how, what their job entails and like what they need to do on there. Cause like you have a vague idea when you're working, but you really need to sit down and like observe like how that process goes. Um, so I did that. And then Tia Ballard um, brought me on as an assistant director um, for Kono Oto Tomare sounds of life which is i was one of the leads in that um Mm -hmm. so it was a perfect show to start on because i knew it so well um and tia is such a uh, patient awesome person and just was was super helpful in teaching me and 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 it was great it was super fun to do so funimation is like where i got my start voice directing um and then i pandemic happened um (laughs) so uh it became needed to direct stuff like remote. So I had to do a lot of that uh, for a bit. So I started working with um, Sound Cadence Studios with their um, anime dubbing and stuff like that. So I was working as a voice director a lot for them for a while. Um, I've directed like um, stuff with the Prince of Tennis, um, uh, Fist of the North Star, um, a few different anime I did from like Funimation that they outsourced to Sound Cadence. Um, some live action films I've done, um, like live action dubbing. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I never set out to do that, um, but I enjoy it. And I mean, I like both sides. I prefer being an actor, but I definitely like voice directing too. And it's, it's some stability with like um, work as well. Um, 
So I have been doing the Dragon Ball voice directing for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of uh, work on the video games. This is actually my first time directing for video games. I've really done that. Oh, so um, Sparkling Zero is your, very, is your first game that you're, you're voice directing in? It, yes. Well, I was I directed some of, what did I do? Um, Kakarot, Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. Kakarot. I've done DLC directing for that. Um, I, I did a little bit on the um, World Tournament one. The oh, DLC, Tenkaichi? not or Dragon Ball Fighters. No, the um, it's on Kakarot. Uh, the DLC for Kakarot. It was the, oh, the like the Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I helped. I directed. Um, I worked a lot with Sean Schimmel on that, and then I was working on like Xenoverse stuff, then Dragon Ball Legends, Dokkan, <laughs> Breakers, and etc. Um, so yeah. I did a bunch of that, and then. Uh, when Sparking Zero came in, they offered me to be a voice director and the lead voice director on that, as well as a producer. Um, and I've helped script adapt and um, all kinds of stuff. So wow. <laughs> on, top of, on top of voicing Frieza. Um, <laughs> so it's been a very heavily involved process, uh, I will say, for me. Uh, but I am very passionate about Dragon Ball and I want this game to be very good. So. Um, at least on my end with like, you know, the, the dubbing and localization that I can be like very, like, uh, as diligent as I possibly can on making sure that it is uh, what the fans want and what I want. Uh, <laughs> and just, the actors, obviously. Just and I guess Chris. <laughs> and Chris. Oh, you guess Chris. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Make sure Papa Sabbat is happy. <laughs> Man. So, so like i mean I'm like, so basically i mean just and just that's just like about what five years you say like uh give or mm-hmm. take wow. yeah so, like, like five years yeah that's that's quite a journey uh like from from uh within the, that's a journey within the journey <laughs> that you're uh that you're getting yourself my whole life into. is chaos i'm telling you like i don't i don't know i just like do things i'm just like i just a go-getter i'm like okay i'll do yeah. the thing i'll try it if i don't do it well then i'll do something else not only that you know, though too, but you're also very good at seizing the opportunity. So, <laughs> so try like, to, man. Like you've gotta, like, especially like if you want to make a living in this business because it is all freelance, mm-hmm. like you have to just like keep hustling. Like that's mm-hmm. just what we do. Hustling and networking um, and all that. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, that's so crazy and like i mean well so i guess but so sparking zero is basically is the is your main one that you're really the the where you're the lead and everything in uh with the uh, like adr like i mean Mm -hmm. that sounds like a lot of big like a lot uh uh, uh, is that a lot or like like how is that for you i mean even though you've been doing like adr work it is (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot game directing is different than than anime directing because the anime stuff again you see it immediately you get the full context the games that there's so there's so many minute details when it comes to managing that Mm -hmm. and directing it and needing to know the context and needing to know like how this line may play especially like make sure that they are all kind of flowing together in a scene you know, you have to make sure that it, it sounds like they're talking to each other. You have to make sure that it's like, the is the projection level correct? Is that too loud? Is that too uh, angry? Is that too da-da-da? You got to like make sure like wow. all these little things to make sure the performance is correct. Um, oh and, you know, a lot of these guys with Dragon Ball, like, you know, I'm just babysitting, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, like I'm, they know their job. 
I know they're, my job. They're like, established. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like we all know, we know the drill with the Dragon Ball train. Yeah. But it does help to have like that extra context so that way we can give a more um, complete or finessed performance for this game, ultimately. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Uh, awesome. I don't know. I love I love directing. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being a fan of a series and, and, and yes. like initially being a fan of series and games that you grew up in to becoming like to become characters within the worlds that you it must be insanely surreal. It's uh, very you. strange. Yeah, it's very yeah. strange. Yeah, but like like what about uh, what I I kind of noticed was was Vice uh, in the Final Fantasy. Like it sounded like you just had a great time playing uh, playing that I character. Did. I did, did. <laughs> like I what really ma- did. Yeah. What made vice fun for you to play uh, to play? I am such a Sephiroth fan that he was such in the ballpark of Sephiroth for me. Like it was like as close as I can get to playing Sephiroth is vice. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like because he's silver hair they look very similar, you know, and even like when I was recording, they wanted the voice to kind of be similar to Sephiroth. They wanted that similar kind of gravitas and regality, I think. To, um, and it was just, I was just geeking out, man. Like, I love, I love Final Fantasy so much. And I was so stoked to do anything in it at all. And especially because I remember I was like, I just want to be like incidentals, like bit parts. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I was going to be like one of the main antagonists in the, the game. In the grade, so. I believe, right? Yes, yeah. and I'm hoping that they bring them back in the future. We will see. Um, but I did do Crisis Core, like a very brief cameo in that. That was fun. Oh, man, uh, that is cool. Yeah, I played the original on my PSP like back in the day, so it was really trippy to revisit um, yeah. as an actor and then replay the game. It's, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's like, hey, there I am. Yeah, that kind of situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was so, so very surreal, um, but so incredibly cool. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, ahead, I Ted. still need to play Crisis Core. I have not played it yet. Dude, dude, you got to play it. It is, I have it right here. Like, this game. If you guys <laughs> haven't played it, it's fun. This will, oh. make you cry. this will make you cry. It will make you oh. cry? Oh, It'll God. Make you cry. <laughs> make you weep. Oh, that is it. oh well, got I gotta play. I, I and I I need to still finish integrate. Like that's and I'm definitely yes, need to finish that. That's into, this into, one. <laughs> yeah. I have like a shelf of just all my crap here, like and then just, stuff here. Oh. Easy transitionals to get props in 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 yeah. the in the picture. That's perfect. <laughs> there you go. And uh, my office is a mess. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. My very last question um, yes. is like, uh, like, what do you uh, pr- uh, prefer more uh, to play, a protagonist or antagonist, and why? Bro, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard because it's it's so funny because sometimes I I think people do because I voice Frieza like they think antagonist Damon he he does the antagonist thing, mm-hmm. but I can do the protag thing. And people yeah. don't always realize that they're like, Oh, okay. I, and so I think I want to have more opportunities to play more pro tag stuff because I don't as often as I do antagonists. You naturally, you know what I mean, you naturally, well, the, but not saying you yourself, but it, mm-hmm. you not, but like the roles you naturally play are slowly on the, uh, on the protagonist side or I'm sorry, antagonist the, side. The, 
yeah, they they lean more antagonistic for sure. Yeah. Like, um, I definitely get more of those than the opposite direction, but mm-hmm. I can do the protagonist stuff. And actually, like, I did. Um, um, I mean, Genshin Impact as Linny, um, and he's a he's not a protagonist per se, but he's very much like the, like in the upper range and very just like young, you know, whatever. And so it's it's a little um different than what I get to usually play. So that's been really exciting. Um, so I don't know. I, I like both for different reasons, Mm -hmm. Uh, but antagonists are really fun to play. I will say like, it is fun to just be mean. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, like most people, like most people I've talked to really would prefer the antagonists because they don't like being in the, they, they quote, they call it a box. Because there's like a box set of rules that the protagonist has as to uh some That's of fair. Yeah. 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 But I love you. I love your side of it because you you see a lot more antagonistic spots, but then, but you're you're kind of looking not necessarily outside the window of pro, the protag, but it's like I would love just like just once to, <laughs> to be like yeah, people to love me instead of hate me so much. I've done yeah, and I've done some of it here and there, like just not as often. Um, but like recent things, it's like persona, I'm the antagonist, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm the antagonist in Dragon Ball and I'm the antagonist in Final Fantasy and I'm antagonist, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like cyclical. Mm, no, definitely. Um, but Uh-oh. like, I'm not complaining about it because I also really like it. You yeah. Know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a good, it's a good thing to be at. That's yeah, good. yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey David, thank you so much thank for, you so uh, for much. doing it. It was really a fun, fun talking to you, man. You and uh, too, really man. appreciate thank it. You so much. Yeah, definitely go guys, definitely check out check check him out in Persona 3 Reload. It's gonna be freaking awesome. Also coming soon, uh Final Fan apparently Final Fantasy. Uh well set I know you're not gonna be in Rebirth. Uh, well, as far as we no. know. <laughs> but, like, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately, but yeah. I'm still excited to play it. Yes. So that's going to be sick. Um, but do look forward to Persona and then, well, no, Persona's out now. And then uh, Sparking Zero, whenever that comes out. I have no yeah. idea. Sparking <laughs> Zero, I'm looking forward to. I've been like waiting to see what the next Dragon Ball game is going to be after Fighters. It's, so it's going to yeah. be fire. Yeah. I'm, so actually su- yeah. I'm actually surprised that Kakarot was still getting DLC content. Like they just announced a, a new DLC content for Kakarot. I directed like, that one. You did that one too? Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, the yeah. Ube, was it the, oh, yeah. The, the Ube one, the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. That, that's unbelievable. It's like four years old and they're still counting. That's awesome. I know. I mean, it's like Xenoverse. Like, it's still getting DLC. Oh, yeah. and it's, but that's like six, seven years old at this point. No, <laughs> eight. Eight. Yes. <gasps> unbelievable. What? <laughs> yeah, Wild. they definitely like to keep the well, Dragon Ball gives them money. So, hey, they, I guess they're just doing yeah, what the fans no. are wanting. So, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm sure that funded uh, Sparking Zero playing. <laughs> big time but yeah. folks, if you love the interview i did with damon mills definitely give us a like a follow or subscribe to our youtube channel the cfg channel uh or you can check out the full archive of all uh, all the other episodes that we've done on pop culture gems at our main website confreaksgeeks.com so once again this is davis signing out y'all take it easy bye <laughs>